Welcome to DC TV Classics, your home for the history of DC on TV. I'm Keith Chow. I'm Brittany Monet. And we are back. Welcome back, Brittany. How's it going? Thank you. It's going pretty good. I'm in the whole transition period of getting a job, and that means I should have a more open availability to be a part of this podcast, which I've missed dearly. Yes, we have missed having you. We've, we've missed all of you listeners because I know it's been a while since the last episode. It's definitely been a while since Brittany and I have been on the pod together, but it's back to the OG team, me and you. A mm-hmm. uh, lot to catch up on. I think before we were recording, you were saying the last time we did a podcast was like in March. Yeah, we talked about Shazam very quickly. <laughs> you had seen it because you got to go to the, like that special screenings that I think Fandango was having. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it yet, but I was just saying I was very excited for it. <laughs> I really Hopefully you've like seen it. it in the month since, right? It's probably my favorite DC live action movie so far. Yeah. I love it. It's cute. I can't wait for more. Well, we are here to talk about DC TV classics because I know in the meantime between the Shazam episode and uh, this one, actually, and then a couple in between, but Adam Starcaster and I did a whole mini series of movies that we went all the way from the very first DC movie, Superman and the Mole Man, which you and I have discussed, the George Reeves mm-hmm. Superman back in the day. And we went all the way to Batman in 89, and we've taken a pause on that miniseries. Maybe we'll bring it back in the future. I don't know. Maybe Bossman wasn't a big fan of uh, the movie miniseries, <laughs> but, but uh, we may bring that back. I, I know that one of the things I wanted to hopefully have you back on was to do the Batman and Robin episode, so maybe we will bring that back. Oh, yeah. Or maybe, maybe we'll, that will be like a Patreon subscriber exclusive. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe we'll do that. Hmm, things brewing in my head. <laughs> but in the meantime, one of the reasons I thought it was a good time to come back on the uh, the podcast, especially with my OG original host, December is quite a special time on DCTV Classics because for a long time, this podcast always focused on the shows that make up the history of DCTV, not the current DCTV shows. That's for the other podcasts in the network to talk about. But in just a week, we're going to see all of our favorite DC TV classic stars like Tom Welling and Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. on the CW again with Crisis on Infinite Earth. So what better way to bring back DC TV classics than to see our old DC TV classics friends on the TV sharing a screen with the new DC TV folks. So uh, we're actually part of the crossover in a way this time around. I know, which is uh, cool. Cause I know you've kind of been on just to like be a part, I think of crossover mm-hmm. talks, but like we actually have like characters that are going to be a part of it, which is nice. You know, uh, we have John Wesley Shipp returning. He definitely counts as a classic character. Yes. He's actually playing the nineties flash again. So yeah, for sure. A classics version. That is very awesome. I'm kind of sad that, um, <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum isn't going to be a part of it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if he was just saying that to say that because he knew, like, they kind of know that people are really excited to see him back. And I don't know if he's just, like, saying it to, you know, keep something secret. Some mystery. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've announced so many people that it was just like, you know, maybe like, okay, maybe we do got to keep some people. But if he really isn't going to be a part of it, I'm kind of sad because I was very much looking forward to him coming back. I mean, the crazy thing is that, and we, we'll probably get into it in a minute, but the fact that Tom Welling is actually reprising his role as Clark Kent is probably the biggest miracle of all. Because <laughs> of all the Smallville actors who you would think would never come back to the, to the role, I'm pretty sure Tom Welling was the top of the list. It was like, never coming back wearing, putting on the tights or anything like that. Chances are he's not going to put on the tights even. But the fact that he and Erica Durancer are back on the screen as Lois and Clark 
even if it's for one scene, which I think it is, I'll be, of course, disappointed that we're not getting a full episode dedicated to Lois and Clark on the farm. But but uh, the fact that they're even back on the CW is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, who knows? He might surprise us and just put on the suit. But yeah, I mean, it's cool that he's back and Erica and, you know, Kevin Conroy. I'm so excited because he's like my favorite Batman ever. And so the fact that he's actually going to be a live action Batman makes him more like I'm like, I'm already know that he's just going to be my favorite live action Batman and there's no one going <laughs> to, I just already know it. Sorry. Like no one's going to top it, <laughs> but I'm very excited to see what he's going to do. It's, I don't know. I don't even know if like, are they going to, I wonder if they're going to use like the DC universe shows a part of the crossover. Cause it's such a huge crossover that, yeah. you know, I'm just very curious, even though I haven't watched some of those yet and I, I need to. Right. Well, but speaking of shows that you watch, um, one of the coolest things about Crisis on Infinite Earths is this idea that, as we said, it's bringing back not only crossing over all of the CW shows, but crossing over all the history of DC, not just the DC TV, but even by bringing Brandon Routh back as Superman, crossing over with some of the movies. And, you know, there was an image of a newspaper on set with Michael Keaton's face on it, which kind of implies that the Batman 89 movie is somehow part of the crossover. So all of these things are really cool. But even as someone who's currently hosting a Black Lightning podcast for months and months and months, it was always said that Black Lightning won't be part of the crossover, won't be part of the crossover. And lo and behold, we see Cress Williams on the Wave Rider wearing the new Black Lightning costume. So how excited are you as the host of the Black Lightning podcast to see that Black Lightning is also part of the crossover? I'm very excited because we, on the podcast, we kept talking about, well, I mean, they gotta like cross over somehow and then one of the writers for um the show black lightning his name is lamont he tweeted something about the crossover from last year saying that was really cool can't wait to see how like you know crisis on infinite earth comes out and then he said something else i can't remember exactly but it's something like y'all better be on the lookout for that and i was like oh so black lightning is going to be a part of it then he had to hurry up and backtrack and be like no 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 i didn't say that i didn't say like you know like you know, trying to backtrack. And then Cress accidentally announced it before it was, it was, was okay, it was okay to announce yeah. it. So then they had to go and announce that it's fine. Like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. I wondered if they were like, you know, maybe they were saving the reveal of Black Lightning as this like big deal. And they were going to try to keep it secret until the episode came out. But like, I remember, I think it was on Instagram or something. Yeah. He posted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he probably didn't know he wasn't supposed to post it. And then sure. he did. And then like, you know, they had to go and backtrack and be like, yeah, I know what's happening, but I'm excited because that brief moment with Cress and Tom Cavanaugh, I'm just like, those two are like two of my favorite actors on like the DC superhero shows. So I'm, I'm really excited to see them interact with each other. And you said before, like, it's not a good look if they're able to cross over every single DC show on the CW, except for black lightning, it would just, uh, it would just seem kind of like mess up, even though for, you know, for all intents and purposes, the creators of black lightning never really wanted to be part of the Arrowverse. I remember speaking to the Achilles at a, at an event before the show came out saying that like, you know, it's not that, you know, a lot of people joke at that, you know, they're kind of like sequestered in their own little universe, but that was actually by design because they didn't want to be beholden to the things that happen in the other shows, right? Because anyone who watches yeah. Black Lightning knows it's a very linear story that they're telling. Mm -hmm. that doesn't, yeah. If you never watch The Flash, you might be going like, what the hell? <laughs> uh -huh. They didn't want that to happen to Black Lightning. Yeah, um, which I understand that, but, you know, Supergirl is the same way where it's like, 
she's crossed over but she's not on the same earth so not everything they do on you know the flash or arrow or legends of tomorrow is going to affect supergirl so i was just like why can't they do the same thing with black lightning like you know he's not on the same earth but when they have a huge big event they come to his earth and bring him in you know that's what i was wondering why can't they at least do something like that which is now looks like what they're doing unless you know of course the other thing could be that this isn't the Black Lightning from the show Black Lightning and it's like an alternate version of Black Lightning from a different Earth? Do you think that's possible? Or do you think this is... Because I don't think anything in this season has been hinting whatsoever about Black Lightning going... Jefferson going to another parallel universe. So is it that uh, this is... You know, maybe the the episode right before the crossover we see something happen on Black Lightning or could this be like another version of Black Lightning? I think that's a really good idea because it's something we didn't even think about on the um, podcast is that it is a different version of uh, Black Lightning. But um, one of uh, the hosts, Nate, or Brother Nate, as some people call him, (laughs) uh, he has a theory that one of the characters on the show, I don't know who's caught up, but if anyone is, the the character uh, Jamila, who runs the Clapback News thing, he thinks that she actually might be the monitor because she always kind of shows up on like, you know, obviously something's going on and she's like kind of like live broadcasting the news and she's talking about things. And it's always like, why are you here? She's very suspicious. Like she knows things about people. So it's like, we're thinking either she's secretly an ASA agent or, you know, that she is actually the monitor and he is just, you know, slowly kind of being a part of everything as we (laughs) kind of have seen him. Like he's always kind of there. So we'll see. Um, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Like I said, I'm really excited to see him and Tom Cavanaugh like act with each other. I'm curious though, if it's only Black Lightning or if there's other characters from the show going to be on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm very curious. And I would kind of like to see like Iris be on Black Lightning. Like, you know, I don't know. I would love to see her be on that show. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Well, how familiar are you with the Christ on Infinite Earths comic book? I am not. I'm going to be honest. I'm not at all. Because one of the things about Crisis as the, you know, the source material for the crossover is that it's based on this landmark legendary miniseries from 1985 and 1986, in which it's basically the same concept where all these multiple versions of Earth collide. And what was born out of the events of Crisis in the comics was a singular or for a while, <laughs> a singular oh. timeline until, of course, they all diverge and then you have a multiverse again. But but the idea was we have too many continuities going on. You know, you have the, all of these characters from the 30s and 40s existing mm-hmm. at the same time of all these characters from the 60s and 70s and 80s. And you have multiple versions of The Flash and you have multiple versions of Green Lantern. And then is Wonder Woman, you know, from the 40s or is Wonder Woman from now and all these things. And so they basically had the Monitor and the Harbinger and the Anti-Monitor come together and they just squash all these earths together until one unified prime earth evolved out of it and that was a singular timeline where comics like batman year one and superman man of steel came out and it was you know the post-crisis universe which were these kinds of like they basically retold everyone's origins but set them in the quote-unquote modern era okay and again after 20 30 years they all diverge again and you know it's basically a way for dc to reboot itself i say all that to say maybe the end result of the crisis on infinite earth crossover for the cw is that it's going to unify all of these alternate earths into one earth so that going forward from january on and with that like i'd be fine with that as long as um you know black lightning is still able to keep its overall 
writing it's had so far. And, you know, that's the only thing. I understand why the Kills wanted to keep it separate, but, you know, I mean, I'd be okay because I would love to see, like, like I said, Iris be on the show. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Supergirl and Anissa teaming up would be fun to watch. Like, there's so many cool little things, like, like, as a fan you want to happen, but at the same time as a writer, you're like, no, that might mess up the flow of everything. So, you know, I get it. It's it's a very hard, like, line to cross when you yourself are, like, who is someone who likes to write, and then, like, you're also a fan of these things. You're like, yeah, but see, these things can mess it up if you don't do it right. And yeah, yeah. So I get it. But I think it's quite possible. And so, like, if the idea is after the crisis is over and all of the these alternate Earths, Earth-90, Earth-38, you know, 38, all these other Earths get unified into one singular timeline, then perhaps, you know, going forward, Supergirl, Arrow, or I guess what's left of Arrow. Green Arrow and the Black Canaries, which is the spinoff mm-hmm. from Arrow, right? Yeah. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Black Lightning will all exist in the same universe. They don't have to use that little device to go visit each other anymore, which again, kind of like defeats the purpose, right? If you wanted to separate all these Earths, why would you give them the the, the ability to hop Earths? But whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then have them all in the same timeline. And I think you're right that it can still work because like, Freeland is nowhere near Central City or Star City, right? So they could still have yeah. their own thing going without having to worry about, like, why isn't yeah. the Flash taking care of it? In the comics, I know that Freeland is actually, like, considered, like, the rundown, poor area of Metropolis. Right, because Black Lightning is actually a Metropolis character in the comics. Yeah, so, like, you know... I would be okay. I would be okay if they actually eventually did that, like one that one storyline where Clark or you know Superman he is interviewing Jefferson and like kind of talking about how like oh well Superman doesn't come down here and doesn't want to protect these right. like people and I think that would be a very interesting storyline to see played out in live action, especially with Tyler Hecklin's Superman. I think he's really great as Superman, so I think that would be very interesting to see to see that i think i'd be a little bit okay with those two worlds colliding yeah and i i mean you know no one said anything no one's confirmed anything but oh yeah i think it's a safe bet that the end result of crisis on infinite earths is that there will be a single unified earth one where all the shows on the cw at least will will mm-hmm. be will be the the same timeline now what does that mean for all the alternate earths so that's that's why I think we get back into the DC TV classics aspect of it, where there's some excitement, of course, as a, as a fan of all the classic shows to see some of these actors return to the TV screen. But there's also some trepidation to be completely transparent, on my part at least. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the idea is that these alternate versions of these characters will go away uh, so that there can be a unified timeline. And so mm-hmm. that means the Earth that Brandon Ralph Superman is from, the Earth that Kevin Conroy's Batman is from, the Earth that Smallville is from, the Earth that Ashley Scott's Birds of Prey is from, and the Earth that Burt Ward's Robin is from. I believe those are all of the classic versions of the characters that have been confirmed, Mm -hmm. at least. Yes. There may be some more that we don't know. Mm -hmm. But the confirmed, we will have the inclusion of Smallville, the inclusion of Batman 66, the inclusion of Birds of Prey, inclusion of flash the 1990 version and superman returns which is the mm-hmm. come version of superman returns brandon ralph which he looks amazing by the way like we actually geeked out about that on uh black lightning podcast we were just H- like, hands down so good. the best live action superman costume ever made i'm yeah. pretty sure we'll go down in history they're never going to top that costume yeah he looks so good i love brandon ralph like 
he's so talented. So it's nice to see him be Superman. Hopefully that he gets to be Superman in a light that really showcases that he was always a good choice for Superman. Mm. You know, and I think Henry Cavill also deserves the same kind of like treatment. Like I think Henry Cavill was, was truly perfectly cast, but he didn't get to shine, I think, as great. So I hope this allows Brandon Roth to like really shine as Superman mm. and people see that, oh yeah, he is, because he's so good. Like he was really good when he was on Chuck. If anyone watched Chuck with uh, Zachary Levi, um, he's obviously good on Legends and the Arrowverse that we've seen him in. So I just hope he gets to really shine as Superman and everyone's like, yeah. Well, and it seems like, again, just from the very little bit of information that we have so far, and I think this helps because he is actually currently part of the current cast of the shows. Mm-hmm. But of all of the classic characters, he's going to have the biggest role because we've seen him on Metropolis in his Earth because there's a photo of him as Clark Kent where he says mm-hmm. he's the editor of the Daily Planet. So we know this is the alternate version of uh, uh-huh. Superman. And of yeah. course, we've seen him in the costume on the Wave Rider. He's upfront prominent in all of the uh, marketing so far. So I think yeah. all of the cameo characters, he's going to have the biggest role. Yeah, because he's leaving. Well, right, because he's leaving. The Adam is leaving Legends of Tomorrow after this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is his send-off. Well, this, I'm, this is something I'm going to get to. Let's, let's talk about it now. I think that the Brandon Routh Superman, the Superman Return Superman, will have mm-hmm. the ultimate sacrifice in the crossover. Because, one, Brandon Routh is leaving the CW. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they want to kill off the Atom so that they can one day bring the Atom back if they wanted to for a guest appearance. Yeah. But Brandon can still get like the going away death scene that he's always, you know, that every actor wants to give. But they yeah. can do that as Superman, which I think would be probably the best version to do that because you, he gets to say goodbye to the to the role that made him famous, but also say goodbye to the show without having to make a permanent goodbye for the Atom. What do you think about that fan theory that I just came up with? <laughs> I think that works really well because there was a huge reaction to them saying that he would be kind of like, you know, ending uh, <laughs> pretty soon as Ray. A lot of people were upset and they thought it was his choice. And even before like he said anything, I was like, hey, a lot of actors, this is a job. And when, you know, your job decides you're no longer need it, you get the boot, whether you're an actor or, right. you know, whatever. And um, I was like, you can't be mad at Brandon. This might not have been his choice. And it, he retweeted it and it turned out it wasn't his choice. Right, right. So it's, you know, it is, it's a very, it's sad to see him go because he's really become one of my favorite part of the Arrowverse and it hurts. But also, you know, if he gets really good send off as Superman, I think that would be great. And like you said, he's really been at the forefront of most of this marketing for this um, series. And I don't know if it's because he's maybe like technically the biggest name from everyone in on the Arrowverse, if that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one that actually ties the movies into this crossover, right? Because yeah. that's, the, that's the one thing that, you know, there was this great fan-made trailer by a guy named Ultra Sergeant on YouTube a few mm-hmm. weeks ago where he basically took all of the... Basically, if this was what the crossover was, it would be, number one, it would be $2 billion <laughs> to make because it basically ties in every single live-action DC everything. And but it but it got this great reaction and and I've always said that the, the the direction that the DC universe should go in whether it's movies or TV is to acknowledge that it's a multiverse and have like lead up to yeah. some crazy crossover like what they're 
trying to pull off on TV, which I think is is quite bold. But yeah, I f- I feel like if it goes well, that the actual current movie verse might be like, oh, okay, this can work, and yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much embracing a multiverse in the movie too, with the DCEU coexisting with a new version of Batman and the Joker and all that stuff. So yeah, that's for another podcast. We're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> I do want to talk about with going back to Brandon Routh as Superman. I think it gives him the proper send off without having to kill off Ray on the mm-hmm. show, and it and it allows him to come full circle because again, as we said, his version of Superman, you know, as controversial as it was, I will admit I was not a big fan of Superman Returns when it came out, but I do like Brandon Routh, and I didn't think my issues with that movie were never him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are a lot of issues, especially now <laughs> looking back fifteen years later, like there are a lot of issues if you think about who directed it and who plays Lex Luthor um two (laughs) two canceled celebrities um (laughs) that it's hard to cut you know like you don't want to tarnish Brandon Routh because of the the other people associated with that movie but I think this gives him an opportunity to kind of give that character a send-off without having to kill off Ray Palmer in the Arrowverse which I think is a is a great compromise considering that he's leaving the show yeah I think so too you know I know me I'm gonna be emotional about it anyways because I just like I said, I love him so much. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really very excited to what he what they'll do with him. But at the same time, I'm like my heart's not ready for it. So <laughs> either way, I'm I'm honestly behind on like Legends and like The Flash right now. <laughs> so I need to catch. I'm trying. I'm hopefully since I'm off until like Monday. I'm hoping I can catch up on to everything well legends hasn't come back for this season yet oh okay if you watched last season you're you're all caught up the oh i need to watch the like half the second half of last season okay well which is weird because i like i guess then the season premiere of legends tomorrow is going to be the last episode of the crossover that's kind of weird oh that's (laughs) well one thing about seeing brandon as superman again is that the thing i wanted to see which i'm not sure i'm going to get now but i was hoping for this when they announced the crossover to begin with was that we would get a scene in which you'd see Tyler Hecklin, Brandon Routh, and Tom Welling share a scene together, all three of them. I don't think we're going to get that because, again, going back to the behind-the-scenes photos, we've seen Tyler with Tom on the Smallville farm, and we've seen Tyler with Brandon mm-hmm. in the Wave Rider, but I don't think we'll ever see Brandon, Tom, and Tyler together. Here's what I'm worried about. This is the thing that gives me the most trip. You said your heart's not ready to see Brandon go as Superman and or Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm ready to see Clark and Lois from Smallville come back only to get wiped out after one scene. Here's what I mean by that. There's a rumor going around that the lauded Smallville cameo is going to be just that, a, a cameo. Mm-hmm. And that we see Clark and Lois on the farm and then that's it. All the behind the scenes pictures that we've gotten so far is pretty much all we're going to get. Oh no. And what I worry about is because that means the big red wave of antimatter is going to wipe out the Smallville Earth and that's going to be one of the Earths that get sacrificed in the beginning, in like basically the prologue of one of the episodes. And I'm worried about that because... Is that why Justin Hartley's not coming back? That's why Justin's not coming back. That's why Michael Rosenbaum's not coming back. It's because like the Smallville part of the crossover is literally just, we see Clark and Lois on the farm and then they get wiped off. I hope that's not what happens, but I just feel like from everything we've seen, we don't see Erica or Tom in any of the like pictures outside of the Smallville farm. Yeah. So I'm worried that we're actually not going to see them be part of the crossover, like legit be part of the crossover. 
that would suck i would i would honestly i would be a little bit upset like i'm like come on you could have you could because i would hate if they do this really nice scene where they're like maybe like you know their morning routine or something where they're like you know making breakfast whatever being cute with each other working on the farm whatever and then like you know and then maybe he come like they both come home from work you know at the daily planet whatever and then, like, it happens. Like, I would be really upset. I'd be like, yeah. how dare you do this to me? Yeah, I would <laughs> be mad. I, I mean, I have a strong feeling that's what... Because the thing is, uh, they hyped it so much when it happened. I, I still remember the day it was announced that Tom Welling was coming back. Mm-hmm. I was out of town. I was, like, driving to the airport. And my phone just started going off. And, and I, I'm a good citizen. I did not check my text while I was driving. Okay. But, like, it was just constantly, like, going off. It, like, all my DMs, all my text messages, everything. And so I finally got to like a place where I could pull over mm-hmm. and I went, and I checked my phone and it was all these texts, all these DMS from all my friends. And then like, when I saw it blowing up, I was thinking, what the hell happened? Did like the Tom Welling come back or something? And lo and behold, <laughs> I like checked my phone and it was like, Tom Welling is back as Clark Kent in the crossover. I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And I saw that as a confirmed, I was like, I, ho- I hope Keith knows about this. And then I don't think I got around to ever like messaging you like I yeah. wanted to, but then I saw that you were aware. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. The brand is strong as, a, oh, as, yeah. a, as they say. Uh, so everyone knows where my loyalties lie. But that said, so, you know, I was so stuck. I was like, Holy crap. I can't believe they were able to get of all people, like I said, Tom, I, I would think Michael Rosenbaum would have been would have been easier to get back than Tom Welling because again he's not he's never been shy about his I wouldn't say distaste but like you know he he never really enjoyed like the long hours that it takes to play Clark Kent on Smallville yeah so but here we are and we have Clark Kent back on screen looking as good as ever I mean it looks like there were people who were worried because you know Tom in the last few years has not looked like Clark Kent from Smallville mm-hmm. but the photos that they've released it's it's like a, a day hasn't passed since 2011 well that's probably because he's known for a while and <laughs> kind of getting shaped <laughs> probably yeah like you know I mean I don't know so I don't know what uh because I know if, if Michael Rosenbaum is being honest about what was going on they didn't they wouldn't tell him anything that was going right on with that part they were just like wait are you gonna do it right right and they wouldn't even give him money. And I'm like, if that's really what they did, I'm like, you're not going to get someone to sign on board if you're not giving them more information than that. Right. So, you know, I could see why he'd pass on it. But if he's just saying that to say that, um, you know. Well, see, here's maybe- the thing, though. Like, this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, um, you know, Tom Welling's, as, again, as much as I love Smallville, as much as I love Tom's version of Clark, it's, it's never been a secret that he would rather, like, do other things and play Clark Kent, right? Mm-hmm. And if, it reminds me of Harrison Ford's relationship to Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he was iconic as Han Solo did those first three movies. And, like, for, like, the third years in between was, like, stop talking to me about Star Wars. <laughs> and then, so, when J.J. Abrams approached him to play Han Solo again for Force Awakens, I think the only way he got him to say yes, and spoilers if you haven't seen Force Awakens yet, mm-hmm. was by telling him, oh, and you die at the end. And I feel like, you know, unlike Michael Rosenbaum, when they, when they approached Tom Welling, it was like, we're not going to give you any details. We're not going to give you anything. Will you do it? And he probably was like, answer this question. Do I die? And they said, yes. And he says, sure. I'm like, here's my John Hancock. Because I think that's the only way they got Tom to come back. If he only had to do one scene on the farm, not have him put on the costume, which everyone, you know, I think everyone's going to be just sorely disappointed. Yeah. That's, that's where I am. Because I really wanted to see the three of them, the three Supermans. Me too. Share a scene together, and I don't think we're going to get that. 
Oh, well, I hope that in the universe works out for you and you get that. <laughs> you get your, I really do, because that would be very, dis, I would be honestly disappointed too if that's all that we get out of the Smallville Earth. Like, I mean, I know Justin Hartley's busy, so I kind of figured like he would be the <laughs> hardest person to get back for that crossover. But yeah, he's like legit a star right now. You know, yeah. all of the Smallville, <laughs> all the Smallville alumni, he's the one who's legitimately like a huge star. Yeah, and I was just, and then I had tweeted, but I was like, no, they should bring it back as Aquaman. And someone was like, what? And I was like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> I hope you shared our Aquaman commentary with that person. I, That's still my favorite episode of this podcast. That was so fun. Oh my God. The other reason I wanted Tom, and at least Tom and Brandon to share a scene together, because it looks like he will at least share a scene with Tyler, and Brandon mm-hmm. will share a scene with Tyler, but they won't actually share a scene together, is that of course, we were just talking about Superman Returns that came out in 2006 and right smack dab in the middle of Smallville's run on mm-hmm. TV. And as someone who's quite old, as we always establish on this podcast, especially <laughs> compared to my you know, millennial co-hosts, I remember that in 2005, 2006, when Smallville was at its peak and Superman Returns was ramping up, that you know how they have like stand wars and ship wars on Twitter now? Mm-hmm. That was back in the day on like all of the Superman, you know, message boards. Cause that's all we had back then was message boards <laughs> was that you had your Superman returns fans and you had your Smallville fans and they just went at it for, for hours and hours and hours on the internet back in the day, posting messages on message boards. And oh, I think it would just be, it would just be a great kind of like period on that to have Tom Welling and Brandon Routh, the two Supermans, like, you know, everyone who stand Tom Welling and everyone who stand Brandon Routh have them share a scene together both as superman because uh again that was the that was the great war of the superman fandom back in the mid 2000s <laughs> was who was better tom welling or, or brandon Routh. again and i i may or may not have partook in that battle okay. <laughs> on the internet back in the day but you know maybe maybe we will get that maybe that's the big thing they're they're keeping secret who knows i mean there's a lot of things they aren't showing they're just showing very basic stuff right now just to you get an idea of what's going to be happening so, I mean, who knows? We could also have Linda Carter as Wonder Woman because she's been on Supergirl so many times. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they would be able to get her back as Wonder Woman. You know, there's a lot of things they're not showing, so we don't know, you know, who it is. Like, they would have to obviously get permission to use, like, even just Michael Keaton's image of right. Batman for it. So, it was like, so obviously I think that there is a more going on than what they're showing us. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to waste all their like all the good stuff or the the little teasers that they've been showing. So you know what my theory of that Michael Keaton newspaper is? Uh huh. So Ashley Scott is coming back as Helena Kyle, the Huntress from the very short-lived Birds of Prey yes, series I that on show. the CW. Or actually, I think it was still the WB when that it was came WB on. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, though they never showed Batman and or Catwoman in the show, uh, at least not the you know, their faces, mm-hmm. they did, you would see like Catwoman and Batman from behind. It was heavily implied that the Batman and the Catwoman that were her parents in mm-hmm. Birds of Prey were kind of based off of the Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer versions of Batman and Catwoman. Okay. So I wonder if that newspaper we see is not actually the 89 Earth, but maybe it's the Birds of Prey Earth. Okay. Or maybe they're saying the Birds of Prey Earth is the 89 Earth and that Helena is the the product of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Selena Kyle, and Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne 
getting together. So that's what I, I don't know that they're actually, you know, going to acknowledge that 89 Earth exists. Although there was a rumor going around that Robert Wool, who played Alexander Knox in the uh, Batman movie would be mm-hmm. somehow part of the crossover, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, and that's my, that's my theory. I mean, we have a week left until we find out <laughs> if any of these theories are true. Yeah. I, I'm very excited that they were able to get uh, birds, prey people back because I did like that as a kid when I was watching it, Yeah, you know, that's one that I've been like wanting to rewatch for this podcast that I would, if we get to do that. Uh, yeah, we will. We, we should, especially <laughs> now that they're, they're going to be relevant again, considering birds of prey will have its own movie. Uh, yeah. in the new year and maybe we'll schedule that's what we'll do we'll, we'll we'll recap the one season of birds of prey around the time the movie comes out yeah i think that's around like valentine's day it's also relevant because the batwoman tv series the the main villain who's played by rachel scarsden is uh-huh. uh, an alumni from birds of prey she was the original diana lance on that birds of prey uh-huh. series. i haven't started batwoman yet i want to but i just haven't got around to it and yeah. i'm hoping that like i can Unless it's all on, like, CW's website, all the episodes, like, I'm hoping that I can just kind of pick up in the crossover and be fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, yeah, to be completely fair, I'm also behind on every... I'm behind on all of the CW shows except Arrow, funny enough, because usually Arrow's the one I don't watch. That's a surprise (laughs) for me, because I I figured, like, you'd be caught up on, like, maybe The Flash or, like, Black Lightning, but, like, Arrow's the one that you're caught up on? That's wild to me. It's funny. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. But Arrow's the one I've been watching every week. The Flash, I'm, like, two behind... Supergirl, I'm like six behind. I'm pretty much the whole season behind. Yeah, on... Same, same. Everything else, I'm like pretty much the whole season behind, except The Flash, I'm closer, but still not quite as close. Arrow, I'm all the way caught up. And I think, honestly, even though Arrow is still my least favorite of all of the CW shows, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed this season. And that's probably why I'm like watching it week to week. It's kind of like the greatest hits of the last seven seasons, you know? And, oh, okay. and they're kind of revisiting a lot of like the themes and stuff from. From the original, and I think part of the reason also why I'm I'm watching this season of Arrow is that there, of all of the other shows, it's the one that's most leading up to Crisis, right? Because they're gonna take the big hit, right? Right, and like every episode, some more than others, but every episode is is leading up to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Whereas, like the Flash, there may be like one mention of Monitor, and then it's like back to whatever on the Flash. Okay, and I'm not sure if Supergirl or Batwoman are even making any allusions to the Crisis, but Arrows, I think, honestly, the reason I'm watching Arrow so consistently this year is just because mm-hmm. I know that it's like, okay, what new revelation about the crisis are they going to reveal? And that's kind of why I'm watching it. And it's also kind of, I've always been a fan of Laurel and the fact that she's kind of like being reclaimed as Black Canary helps. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason that I'm more interested in Arrow this season than before. And, you know, there may be a character that's not on this season that always prevented me from enjoying arrow in the past but i won't say any more about that because okay my mentions are already trash so all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm very behind on arrow i want to say i'm like two or three seasons behind on arrow now <laughs> yeah and then i'm just mainly this season for the flash and supergirl behind and i haven't at all started batwoman so I have like one episode on my DVR and I'm just like, uh, I kind of need to see if everything's on like the CW website to, right, 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 right. to watch it. Yeah. So let's focus on a couple more people who are from the DC TV classics era. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Burt Ward is going to be on the show. He is famously Robin from the sixties. And there's been one photo of him released, not officially. I think it was a behind the scenes photo of Burt Ward 
walking a dog who looks a lot like Ace the Bat Hound. So shout out to our, our old friend, Nick Lang, who loves the Super Pets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure they're, they're saying that this is the, you know, elderly version of Robin from the 60s. Uh, and, I, and again, I think it's, it's going to be like a one scene cameo where we see him walking down the streets of 60s era, well, not 60s era Gotham, but the Gotham of the 60s TV show. And then mm-hmm. gets wiped away in a wave of antimatter. Oh no. <laughs> that's my again, my theory. I have no inside knowledge. It's just that's what I think. And of course, there is going to be who I think will play a large role, just like Brandon Routh played a large is going to play a large role as Superman. John Wesley Shipp will be back as Barry Allen from the nineties. Yeah. Similar to Brandon, because he's actually part of the current CW shows, they're gonna allow him to play a larger role in the crisis. Yeah, I think so too. I I feel like that, yeah, because those two are pretty much a part of the universe now that they already kind of are going to be around for a bit um for that i'm very excited just to see all the different like versions of the characters interact even though we've already seen john wesley ship and um grant gustin interact i'm kind of excited to see like john wesley ship and brandon ralph Mm -hmm. interact as their characters i think that's going to be fun honestly I mean, the cool thing is that this year to see him interact with Barry as the Flash, as Barry Allen will be Mm -hmm. cool because last season during Elseworlds, it was Stephen Amell in the Flash costume, which was always weird (laughs) to me that like you get to see the Flash of the 90s back on the CW, but he's with like the wrong guy playing the Flash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully this time we get to see, you know, the two Barrys interacting the way we will get to see the two Clarks interacting. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I am very excited. Three Clarks, you know, you know, just hold out a little bit of hope. I know. I'm still, still, <laughs> I still understand. <laughs> I, just, I understand. I just filled with dread that they're going to wipe away the Smallville universe. Speaking of Smallville, I'm also super excited to see Erica Durance back as Lois Lane. Uh, hopefully you get to see her share a scene with Bitsy Tulloch as the new Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that Erica will be in the Supergirl episode as Supergirl's mom again. Which yeah. Which would be funny. Yeah. I wish there was a way to bring back Laura Benanti because she was my favorite version of, as much as I love Erica, you know, Laura Benanti as Supergirl's mom is, I'm, you know, I'm, I miss her. But Yeah, she was good. I, I don't know why she left. Was it? I, I think just scheduling because she's, you know, she's a Broadway star and oh, okay. you know, having to go out to vancouver all the time to shoot i think was hard all right so they just they just recast the role but i hope they do at least acknowledge the fact that lois and Alora look exactly alike i don't know if they will but <laughs> hopefully I mean, they should because they kind of did that joke with like the supergirl that we have now and brandon routh is like mm-hmm. hey you kind of look like my cousin like they yeah. made that joke so so i hope they bring that back up now that we will actually yeah. see brandon as superman yeah that that would be really funny and finally and you mentioned this kevin conroy as bruce wayne batman and he looks like the kingdom come version of batman because the only photo we've seen he's wearing an endoskeleton which looks like the the classic kingdom come version of elderly batman yeah i'm really excited because i just like i said i love kevin conroy he's my favorite batman so i'm very excited he's gonna be in live action form i kind of wish that they would do like a batman beyond live action show with him as old bruce wayne like Mm -hmm. uh, just give me what i want I just want that so bad. I think that'd be really epic. I still think Ryan Potter would be a great choice for uh, Terry Guinness. Right. You know, I just, I want to see Kevin interact with everyone and being Batman. And 
I kind of hope that maybe him and Linda Carter, if she's going to somehow be on there, like there's a Wonder Bat moment. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh. Or at the very least, like have him interact with the, I guess she's not the president anymore, but when, you know, if you can somehow find her on the, uh, on the set of Supergirl, just have them kind of mm-hmm. tease at a Wonder Bat moment. That's the cool thing about seeing him is that he's yeah. primarily a voice actor and we get to see him play live action and not just playing live action, but to play Batman of all people. I know. Uh, he's the best Batman, though. So, of course, <laughs> someone's probably going to be like, no, he's not the best. <laughs> but that was always the thing, right? When people list the Batmans, they always listed the live action Batmans. And, and you, you know, if you made that caveat, well, we're going to rank the five best live action Batmans, you couldn't put Kevin Conroy in. But now you can. And that's the yeah, best part yeah. is that you can no longer ignore Kevin Conroy as live action yeah. Batman because, exactly. you know, in fact, we're get, we got the crazy thing about 2019 is that we got three different versions of live action Bruce Wayne, or four if you count the Joker movie. But you got to see David Mazus on uh, Gotham uh, this year in 2019 as Batman. You know, they they aged him up in the last episode. They cast someone else as him. No, they 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 just put him in the Batman costume, even though he was like still a 17 year old kid. They put him in the Batman costume in the Gotham finale. Oh, wow. They just had to suspend disbelief and pretend he was like five years older, I guess. Okay. And they also, but we got Ian Glenn, the former Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones, as Bruce Wayne on Titans. And now we're getting Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne uh-huh. on, on uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. So <laughs> there's so many live action Batmans now. <laughs> now, and there's Robert Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson in a couple years. And of course, the little kid who played Bruce Wayne in the Joker movie. So... There's so many yeah. Batmans. It's crazy. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Batmans. Too, ma- too many Batmans, I guess. It's okay. The world can always use more Batman. You can never <laughs> have too many Batmans. <laughs> Is there a classics character slash actor that so far it hasn't been announced as part of the crossover that you would want to see or hope to see show up uh, as a big surprise at some point during these five episodes? I feel like this would be a hard, hard pull for them and they could not do it. <laughs> but um, I mean, they, we're talking about fantasies right now, so go for it. Okay. I would just, mm, if Uma Thurman as Poison <laughs> Ivy could be on it, I would be happy. Like, I it would not be that. a DC TV Classics episode if we did not bring back Britney's Batman and Robin fandom I on the show. Love- <laughs> I love Batman and Robin. She is the best thing about that movie. Um, I would love to have her be on it. Oh, gosh, I think that I would be over the moon. But from like the TV shows, yeah, as you guys know, I just really want Michael Rosenbaum to show up, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. If they really get Justin Hartley on there, though, I will probably freak out because that's the one that I would not expect at all just because I think he's so busy with This Is Us. Mm-hmm. But that would be cool. He would be you? great as Green Arrow. Like, I, I know you were joking earlier that it'd be cool to see him come as Aquaman, but mm-hmm. you know, knowing that this is the send-off for the Arrowverse and, and the show Arrow, which yeah. was, you know, like, people forget, that show would not have happened if not for Justin Hartley as Green Arrow on Smallville. Exactly. Because no one knew who that character was until he was on Smallville. So it would be kind of cool to see two different Green Arrows interact. But for me... Honestly, I would like to see, so this is where it gets tricky. I know we tried not to get too political on mm-hmm. DC TV classics, but I think you have to acknowledge Lois and Clark somehow, but Dean Cain is trash right now, so mm-hmm. I don't want to see Dean Cain in the crossover, even though he's part of the, of the Arrowverse because he's Supergirl's adoptive father on Supergirl, but 
I would like to see Terry Hatcher and, and do like some sort of, you know, interacting with Bitsy Tulloch and, and Erica Durant. And she famously played Lois's mom on Smallville for, for a brief episode. Did you ever finish Smallville? I know since it's been six months since we've seen each other. Uh, I have not. <laughs> and I mean, uh, us bringing this podcast back would uh, get me, you know, <laughs> get you back on that. So yeah. But yeah, I think for me, I would love to see Terry Hatcher just to acknowledge, you know, one of the most iconic TV series featuring DC characters, Lois and Clark. It would be cool to have her without having to bring Dean Cain back. But I guess that's part of the problem is that like, you know, if you're going to have Terry Hatcher, you would have to bring back Dean Cain and, you know, yeah, nobody wants Dean Cain. <laughs> yeah. But again, I think you have to acknowledge it. And, and Terry Hatcher, there's a reason Lois's name was first on that show and it was mm-hmm. about her. Uh, even though it was a new adventure of Superman, it was about Lois. And, you know, we're getting a new Superman and Lois show after the crossover. So I think it would just have been cool to see the original, not the original Lois Lane, of course, but like one of the most iconic Lois Lanes on TV interacting with Erica Durant and Bitsy Tulloch. But yeah, what we're getting is cool, even if it's going to be for a 30 second cameo that we're seeing Smallville. I mean, I freaked out last year when we saw The Farm during Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're going to see Tom and Erica on it this time, that's all I need. I'll be happy. Yeah, even if they kill I, them. I feel like they're still going to use the farm going forward for like the show. For Tyler and, and, yeah. and Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think you will at least get to see the Smallville farm kind of always. Unless the, of course, I'm like, I, no, because that still has established his uh, farm. So no, you'll probably see it again. Yeah. 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 Just, just, but we just, we'll just know that in some alternate universe, the, the, the original people who lived in that farm are all wiped out from existence. But on that happy note, <laughs> wow. Brittany Monet, how yes. can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitter at hi Brittany Monet. I am a part of a couple of audio dramas. There is Fangirls, which you can find that on everywhere where podcasts are available. That one is about a, with the rise of Skywalker coming out. It's actually about a group of uh, Star Wars fangirls who have all met through the internet and decide to take a road trip together because they think they can sneak into a private screening that J.J. Abrams is holding of the rise of Skywalker. And it's about all the shenanigans they get into on the way there. I voice Rish, who is actually a fanfic writer and ships Raylo hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) There's another one. So it's a stretch for you is what you're saying. I mean, just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) There is another one, which is part of uh, actually the Nerds of Color Media. It's called Occupy Me. I voice Roxanne. And that one is about aliens who kind of body snatch a little bit. (laughs) I kind of narrate and I'm also a character who's Roxanne and she just talks about everything that's going on. And the last one is Luminaris, a witch investigator. And um, I know they're wrapping up the first season and I'm on like a trailer of one of the, for the first season, but my character won't be important really until the second season, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> but I play a, a Creole witch named Yvette Causey in that. And then obviously I have the Black Lightning podcast where you can follow us at BL underscore podcast on Twitter and you can send us all of our thoughts on Black Lightning. Awesome. So you've been busy is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, if people are wondering where I've been, it's I've got those going on. I was working a full time job as well as trying to balance everything. So, yeah. But now you're back. Yes. 
You can follow me on Twitter at the real chow, the underscore real underscore chow, and follow the podcast at DCTV Classics. Go to DCTVpodcast.com to find this and all of the sister podcasts in the DCTV Podcast Network. Go to hardknockmedia.com to find us there as well, as well as Occupy Me featuring Brittany and all of the Hard Knock Media podcasts at hardknockmedia.com. Subscribe and download to this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Please give us a rating and review if you do. And uh, until next time, same pod time, same pod channel. Bye.